0: If you felt like USC's offensive line had issues this season, you're probably not going to like what Lincoln Riley had to say after Tuesday's football practice. And can you hear the shoes squeaking in the distance? That's what's coming up next on Locked On USC. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. fight on everyone. I'm your host, Mark Culkin, and thank you for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you download your podcast, we're free. And thank you so much for coming along for the ride. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you are watching on YouTube, hit that red subscribe button. Give me some likes. Tell me what you don't like about the show, but it means a lot whenever you hit that subscribe button. So, thanks again. And you just want to hear the voice. You don't want to look at the face. You can, wherever you download your podcast, go ahead every day. It's free. And you can follow me at Twitter, at Mark Culkin, M-A-R-C-K-U-L-K-I-N. So go over a little practice report from Tuesday. And I don't know if you knew this, but what if I told you that the Washington State Cougars Currently ranked third in the nation in tackles for loss. They average nine per game. Okay, that's going to get the job done, right? USC, they're tied for 20th. Uh, they're only averaging seven per game. So, uh, those Wazoo's getting nine per game. USC's getting seven. Uh, it seems like there's a big difference there, but there's a lot of teams tied in between. So, uh, they actually match up kind of well there. Uh, Wazoo is seventh in the nation in sacks. USC is tied for fifth. Uh, What the Trojans do a lot better on defense than what Wazoo does is with the turnover margin. As I'm sure every Trojan fan knows, uh, USC leads the country, plus 14 in that category. They finally turned the ball over uh, for the first time last week. Uh, So again, USC, number one in the country, Plus 14 in takeaway margin. Uh, Wazoo, number 115 in the country. Uh, minus four. They've turned it over 12 times. Um, that's a recipe for disaster against this USC team. And maybe that's why the point spread started off uh, USC minus 11.5, I believe. <clears throat> you can head on over to Bet Online and check that out. USC's uh, defensive lineman Nick Figueroa he had a he had a sack almost had two last week. Um, he kind of shed a little bit of light on on how the defense, you know, how they view uh, their th- that accomplishment as far as the uh, the takeaways. Um, we've talked about it. I don't know how many times on the show, but it's it's been a point of emphasis with the team, and it's showing up on the field. So uh, Nick Figueroa had this to say. Three and out, takeaway, that's our mindset. Uh, we call them takeaways and not turnovers uh, because we force them and your feelings have no place on the football field. Our job is to get the ball back to the offense. If that's three and out or takeaway, you got to get the ball back. He's pretty much echoing um, what Alex, his defensive coordinator, Alex Grinch, has said since he's been here. Um, the ball doesn't know where it's supposed to go. So, go take it. And uh, if Nick Figueroa is one of the guys who has that mindset, uh, eventually everybody on that defense is gonna have that mindset because he's one of those guys who uh, who will help drive a message home. Um, on that note with the turnovers and the takeaways and USC being a plus 14 in Washington State not being nearly as good, uh, the Wazoo quarterback, Cameron Ward, uh, You know, we spoke, we talked about it on the uh, Inside the Trojan Huddle podcast that I do weekly over there on WeAreSC.com. He's a very elusive, he can create, um, very dynamic quarterback. Uh, However, he will turn it over when he's under pressure. I believe he already has seven interceptions on the year through five games. And if many of you probably watched that, their one loss this year came against Oregon at home. You watched that game; I did too. Um, you hate to put the blame on a player, but he essentially gave that game away. Uh, Oregon State, Washington State had that game won, and if it wasn't for a late and it was a bad pick six because he was just trying to do too much. Um, there's a good chance Washington State is undefeated. Oregon has two losses. And Washington State comes into this matchup uh, ranked. Right now, they're just on the outside looking in. They're they're still in the receiving votes category at number twenty six. So, yeah, they uh, they are definitely looking forward to this game in L.A. Um, we'll we'll see how they do. Uh, I personally think this is a because of the Cougars' propensity to turn the ball over and USC's uh, ability to take it away. This again, this could be a match, a nightmare for Washington State if they don't if they can't protect the ball. <clears throat> um, Riley talked to the media, talked to the press after practice Tuesday, and um, he says he likes, he loves what uh, what they do on defense because it, it's all very similar to what USC does. They do a lot like what our defense does. They're aggressive, they're aggressive up front. They move enough to cause you problems. Their linebackers are also very active. Safeties are active. They fly around and cause a lot of havoc and do a really nice job of it. So you've got to be on your game assignment wise. Your mistakes are going to be tackles for losses against these guys. End quote. So when you hear those types of you know words coming from, from your head coach, you're probably thinking, okay, our offensive line is a little banged up. We're, you know, we had a backup in there for Justin Dietrich last week. Um, you're probably thinking, well, how healthy is USC's offensive line going to be this coming Saturday? Well, Lincoln addressed that elephant in the room. Um, as you know, Justin Dietrich did not play last week. They held him out. Uh, Gino Canonis checked in, played more than uh, adequately. Um, as far as Justin is concerned, Lincoln said quote he's better it was good we were able to hold him against ASU where does that leave us we'll see uh, we'll keep evaluating throughout the week we're trying to be smart obviously we would love to for him to be able to play but then the flip side of it is we've got a lot of season left uh, and you've got to be smart with him obviously if he's not out there it's not just he didn't you know he didn't break a toenail so again Lincoln is being very elusive, evasive with the actual injury. Like many of you, most of you who went at the game, you saw it on TV. Uh, Justin's got something uh, attached to the back of his leg. For any of you who played doctor, or at a Holiday Inn, figure it out. Um, starts at the butt, goes all the way down, taped to his calf. It's a big muscle back there. Um, jordan uh excuse me jonah monheim we spoke to him after practice and because he played the entire game at right tackle Gino was at right guard uh, he got to be real familiar with uh, how Gino played and uh he, this is what jonah had to say and jonah's a very um intelligent uh the, when jonah's done playing football i think he's going to make a fantastic coach uh just very cerebral Uh, He had this to say about Gino's performance. I was proud of how he prepared all week. I thought he fought. I thought he held his own for the most part. He got a little banged up, which didn't help him, but I was proud of how he fought, end quote. So that's good to know. If if Gino is needed again on, on Saturday against Washington State, he now has a game under his belt. He'll have some more confidence to build on. And his, you know, his teammates also are gonna have confidence in him because they've seen him do it and they'll be there to help pick him up, uh, in case he is still banged up. And again, you know, this is we're almost we're almost at the halfway point. So guys are gonna be dinged up, they're gonna be hurt. Um, it's just not Justin. He he might be the one who's the most severe, but I don't know of anybody on that offensive line who isn't carrying some sort of band-aid in his wallet right now, so to speak. Um, Clay McGuire, offensive line coach at Wazoo, uh, you know he was one of the personally, and a lot of you I'm sure felt the same way. Uh, we're hoping that maybe he would have stuck around uh, on this staff because in the year that he was at USC, uh, that offensive line really, really improved. So his his technique and his development really um, it really left an impression with the, uh, with those guys. And every time, anytime I've ever talked to any of the offensive linemen on the record, or even off the record, uh, they always have something positive to say about play. Um, And Lincoln Riley was just as positive about him. He said, uh, I talked to him when I first got here and he was, and he was not only great with some of the roster, but he was, co- it was cool to see his assessment of the place. When you get into it, everybody wants to tell you what's been good and what's been bad. The reality is you appreciate everybody wanting to help, but you don't trust them because you haven't been in the foxhole with them. Uh, I've been in the foxhole with McGuire, and I know what kind of coach he is, what kind of person he is. So his assessment, not only of the roster, but living here and so much, he was very, very, very helpful, and he's a great friend, end quote. Makes you wonder why he's not on the staff, but hey, Lincoln has his reasons. Again, uh, Clay McGuire, he's doing really well up there at Wazoo. He uh, he wasn't looking for a job. I I can tell you that right now. Um, he was he was never unemployed when he left USC. He was unemployed long enough to uh, to say I'm the ex USC coach and I am now the uh, the new offensive line coach at Wazoo. He had that job. Um, he had that job at the end of last year. I'll just leave it there. Uh, and now, you know, as well, you know, for many of the guys on this current roster, USC's roster, um, not only will you know McGuire going to be their second ex offensive line coach that they're going to go up against uh, or see on the opposite sideline. Last year, uh, Tim Drevno, offensive line coach at UCLA. Hopefully, Wazoo doesn't have the same result at the Coliseum that uh, UCLA had um, with Tim, under Tim Drebno with that offensive line. So, um, again, hopefully we don't see that type of performance from Washington State. We want, uh, we want USC to win, of course. Uh, but I can tell you, one of the uh, offensive line did tell me off the record uh, today, just in passing, Uh, That while he did love playing for Clay McGuire, he said, quote, we're going to kick their asses on Saturday, end quote. On that note, um, we have a new sponsor. It's with Nissan Thrilling Moment. So um, what they're doing, our partners at Nissan and Locked On, we're working together to create a new segment um, across the college, uh, the Locked On College Network titled Thrilling Moments where we're going to highlight the most exciting play from USC's weekend, you know, this past game, or throughout their history. Um, and this week's thrilling moment from USC is obviously, uh, let's just say this. Caleb Williams and his Houdini act at the goal line, where he literally, he... He turned an Arizona State Sun Devil safety into a first down for USC. Uh, I believe the drive started at their own six. Uh, He dropped back to pass. Arizona State, uh, they brought the pressure, and before you knew it, Caleb was literally ducking. Um, It looked like he was about to go down in the end zone. He escaped. He took a couple steps forward and did this, I don't know, combination of a Patrick Mahomes, Tim Tebow jump pass. When you're watching him, it looks like he's just trying to heave it and throw it out of bounds and say, you know, just play another down, get it to second down without taking the safety. All of a sudden, you look and Jordan Addison is right there waiting for the pass. And I believe it was like a 16, 17-yard reception. So, amazing play. And, you know, it led to a long 10-play scoring drive. Uh, Malcolm Epps ended up with a touchdown. So that was your Nissan thrilling moment of USC's most recent game. So again, this segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new uh, lineup of vehicles. You can pursue what thrills thrills you in all the new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today available now at Nissanusa.com. So yeah um, we're gonna bring that to uh, whenever we do Nissan we're gonna get bring you their thrilling moment and USC uh, they've got a lot of those throughout their history. We'll keep bringing those to you. All right, I got to uh, go to practice on Tuesday. It's been a, it's been a minute since I've been out there. I've got some other obligations I had to take care of. Uh, however, I do truly apologize for that. It kills me when I'm out of practice. Now, to me, even even with the limited access, for me being able to watch USC football practice, uh, it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. I just have a fantastic time. And I try to bring, bring you my own unique uh, observations, some notes, things that I kind of pick up. that I don't think you'll find anywhere else. And if you want to read about uh, today's practice report in full length, head on over to wersc.com when you're done here with Locked on USC. We've got a free one week subscription going. I, uh, I've got my notes and observations report uh, ready for you to uh, peruse. Some good stuff in there, too. But what I did get to see on Tuesday, um, you know, during the portion of practice that we are allowed to watch, uh, Gary Bryant Jr., as you know, I'll repeat it if you if you forgot. He, pardon me, he is going to redshirt this year. Uh, he is not hurt anymore, uh, but his goal is to graduate at the end of the semester, and then he's going to uh, hit the portal and and look for a uh, look, look for another place to play. The wide receiver room is really crowded at USC, and um, Gary just he he needs to move on. And you encourage somebody who is looking out for his own best interest. Uh, he's a junior now, and there's just a lot of talent there. A lot of talent coming in. Uh, not saying he doesn't want to compete, but he, last year he was the uh, second leading receiver. He he actually turned into to the leading receiver when Drake London went down, and all of a sudden he's just finding himself uh, down the depth chart. And that that happens when you bring an infusion of talent in. Nobody is upset with Gary, and you know why. No one, no none of the USC fans should be. Um, you, you're not going to find a better scout team wide receiver anywhere in the country. So he is still helping this team prepare uh, this season, and he was given the starting and backups, uh, the starting and backup defense, all the, all they can handle today during practice. Um, he, again. Find me a better scout team wide receiver anywhere in the country. Uh, He was out there lighting a couple of guys up. And uh, it was kind of funny because you can, uh, Alex Grinch, um, he can see the plays developing. He, you know, and if you're not lined up right, I caught him a couple of times just shaking his head because he he knew what was going to happen. And lo and behold, as the play unfolded, there's Gary Bryant running a slant for a touchdown. Even Josiah Zamora, and I don't say even, you know, to, to make it sound like oh, just that guy. Um, walk preferred walk-on Josiah Zamora, who played at Modern Day, knows how to play football. Um, he knows his assignments, and he had a couple of good plays as well. So Alex Grinch was kind of shaking his head, you know, losing his lunch a little bit, and uh, we'll get to talk to him after Wednesday's practice to you know kind of get his impressions of. The challenges that Washington State, Washington State um, presents on offense. Lincoln Riley kind of touched on their defense a little bit. Uh, we went over that already. Uh, what else did I get to see at practice? There was a, a ton, at least a baker dozen, of NFL reps today. Uh, again, a lot more talent at USC via the portal uh, that's being developed through recruiting. And the NFL is excited to uh, to see how this new coaching staff is developing. So, that's going to lend itself to USC in the future. Recruits hear this, they read about it, and uh, that intrigues them. I also got to see special teams. Uh, what we get to see the special teams working. So Luke Heward is uh, he was with the punt returners. Uh, Kiel McDonald was out there with the kick returners, and Zach Hansen was kind of overseeing the two groups walking in the middle, arms folded, you know, doing that coach walk pacing, uh, kind of just making sure the drills were going according to plan. Um, look, they're they're doing what they can. They're working on making sure technique wise. They're catching the ball, their feet, they have the right foot placement, and they're looking for the right lane to take off on. That's all I get to see um, as far as, you know, going 11 on 11, live situation. I can't offer you any assistance there. Sorry. Uh, You know my feelings. I think hopefully next year we have a full-time special teams coach, not to take anything away from the guys I just mentioned but I'm sure they would prefer, and maybe they wouldn't, maybe this is you know something they also enjoy doing, but if you're doing it by committee, uh, that you're taking time away from being your position coach, special teams should have a full-time dedicated coach. My opinion, that's all. I'll leave it there. Zion Branch, just a, a random observation I'm gonna drop in here for you real quick. He's not gonna play this year, the freshman. but oh my God. Uh, he is college-ready right now. Physically, I have to remind myself he's just a freshman. But at this time next year, he is going to be a sophomore. And I cannot wait to see him play. Man. Uh, oh, this is an interesting uh, stat. To kind of, And this is probably going to play a significant role in how the game unfolds on Saturday. Uh, Eric McKinney dug this up. Again, go check it out over there on werc.com. USC holds a 55 to 7 scoring advantage in the third quarter. Not bad, right? Well, the Cougars have outscored their opponents 37 to 6 in their third quarters this season, and that includes shutouts in four of those games. And they also held a 10 to 6 advantage against Oregon. Um, we know where they lost that game. I'm not going to rehash that again. Um, so, as long as USC can uh, stay on their own schedule offensively, uh, and when I talk about that, you know, get the ball, watch Caleb do his magic, score a touchdown. They, they like to do that at least three times in a row to start a game on their first three possessions, sometimes five times in a row. I believe in their last 14 offensive possessions, they have 12 touchdowns. That's what other teams have to contend with. Field goals won't get it done. So, uh, as long again, as long as USC can stay on schedule offensively, um, scoring touchdowns, then when that that third quarter success, you know, that's going to play a huge role this this Saturday. One of those two is going to have to get right. Um, it's going to be a key component, no matter what. And uh, you want to get the full context of, of that stat. Again, head on over. Eric's got a really cool article you want to read about it. So here's what it's going to come down to. You know, if if the Cougars can get some early stops um, and get USC off a of schedule early in the game, uh, that third quarter, you know, that could be the key if, if their defense holds up and, and USC's doesn't. That's going to be something to keep an eye on. This is the type of thing you would, you know, maybe do a, a prop bet on during Super Bowl week. You could Maybe head on over to betonline.net and uh, check out and see if they got anything like that going on. Because they are your number one source for all of your football betting information this season. You can find all the latest player developments. Oh, you know what? Before I forget. Boom. Get that up here. <clears throat> and Team matchups, news, podcasts, as well as in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. Uh, And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. They are the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite game events, including Major League Baseball, Dodger playoffs start next week, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, I mentioned, did you hear some shoes squeaking? Well, guess what? Yeah, we're right in the middle of football season, but basketball season is literally right around the corner. And I got to go watch the team scrimmage today. It was their first one uh, of the offseason, so I picked the right day to check out practice. And uh, I loved what I saw. I mean, I loved a lot. I'm probably, you know, a little giddy, a little excited. But for those of you who don't know, um, I am a diehard, passionate USC football guy. I used to coach high school basketball, and I am probably even more passionate about USC basketball. It's a love-hate relationship. Some people say it's cursed, but I've seen them almost get to the mountaintop. And for that, that, for me... (laughs) <laughs> that would be the final four. I've seen them reach the elite eight twice, and uh, I I need them to get that next step. Whether they're they're going to get there this year, I don't know. They're going to play small ball. It's going to be the first time in what three four years without a Mobley on the court. Uh, Coach Eric Mobley is still on the uh, on the bench, which is a great thing. Good guy. And again, I I, I said there was a lot to like with what I saw on the screen today. Um, you're, I'm going to have a full notes and observation report from practice up tomorrow, Wednesday, on WRC.com. You can check it out there. Rich Rubin, uh, our I'm going to call him our head basketball writer, he was also there at practice, so it was just we RSC represented. Pretty cool, and uh, he also is going to give give you his impressions on each player individually, broken down. I'm going to do more of a shotgun approach. Uh, where I'm just going to kind of splatter everything all over the wall. Here's what I saw real, real quickly so we can get out of here. Um, Malik Thomas, he is going to have a great season. I'm calling it right now. He is really developed. He's gotten that, that high school out of the game. I called him a, uh, a, I called him Velcro. When the ball found him, it never left him. He is now – he knows when to take the shot, when to drive, when to give it up. You could really see his game mature, uh, and it looks like he's lost a little weight too. So it's going to make him even quicker. Harrison Hornery, our our friend from down under, that that young man can stroke it from the outside. Uh, let me tell you, uh, if he's going to be a stretch four, he was stroking it consistently. Such a smooth shot. Um, I I really really like what I'm. If the team is going to have to play small ball, more discipline, they're going to have to really learn how to move it around uh, to get the open shot, play a lot of backdoor stuff. I won't say a Princeton's type you know, type of offense. Uh, there's just way too much athleticism on, on this team just to, to you know, go four corners, backdoor cut, although really effective. And if you can do it with athleticism, um, it's a hard offense to stop. Pete Kirill, he showed you what you can do. I'll never forget that that beatdown they did of UCLA. It was something special to watch. I digress. Uh, Drew Peterson, Boogie Ellis. I am so happy they came back. Drew is really looking forward to, to playing this year. Um, I asked him, you know, what his role is going to be. He said, hey, one through four, anywhere. Because I said, are they going to have you down in the post? He said, hey, in a little bit, they will. So, um He's gonna play the one, the two, the three, play some four. He is definitely your uh what do you call him? Your your all-utility switchblade knife type of guy, your Swiss Army knife. There you go. That's that's the term. Boogie, uh, he looks fantastic. And his outside shot was fallen. Maybe it was today, again, but uh it seemed like last year everybody shot 70 percent for three against USC. And Drew. Drew Peterson brought this up after practice to me. I said, "Wouldn't it be great if you guys?" Because it looked like you guys were really shooting well. He goes, "That's our goal. We're going to make other teams pay this year. We're tired of everybody dropping the three in our face, even when they were playing good defense." So, um, and another thing, uh, they're going to toughen up Boogie Ellis this year. It was kind of, there was a funny moment. He drove to the he drove the lane, got knocked down hard, and you could hear Eric Mobley from the opposite bench, "Don't help him up." And uh, it was said in jest, but they want Boogie to uh, to get up on his own, not always looking for that helping hand. So, just a little bit of tough love. Um, it was a uh, team Kobe Johnson versus team Vince Uwuchuku, uh, the young man. The let me just put this way before I get into that. Uh, and Andy Enfield told me, "Quote NBA player, we just hope that." Uh, USC allows him to play. If you hadn't heard, the young man had a cardiac arrest uh, this summer during a workout. He wasn't saying anywhere; he was just sitting on the bench. So he's feeling great. He's looking great. Fingers crossed that uh, he is going to get cleared medically uh, to play at USC because he looks the part. He is going to be very, very special. Andy just. He, he, he loves this guy. <laughs> so um, Kobe Johnson, uh, he was dealing, I, I think I saw him how he was having his foot uh, worked on. I think it was an ankle issue. So he was on one bench. Uh, Vince was on the other. And they had a really cool uh, little halftime, uh, I won't call it a dust-up, but those two love talking smack to each other. So since they couldn't play, they were the coaches on the bench. Um, the assistant coaches were coaching. Uh, and uh, those two were squawking back and forth each other. It was a lot of fun to watch. So, um, again, there's a lot to talk about with the Hoops team. I'm already well over our 30 minutes here. Again, I can't give you everything in 30 minutes or less. So, that's why when you're done here, you got to head on over to WeRSC. But you know I'm going to be back again with another episode tomorrow because Locked On USC gift comes to you five days a week. Again, there's a lot going on you got football, you got basketball. So until our next episode, you know what to do and you know where to be. Until then, talk to you.